This is the Living in Fierce Alignment podcast, your go-to place for mindset transformation, self-empowerment, and personal development. I'm your host, Kayla. I'm a mindset coach for ambitious human beings who are wildly passionate about up-leveling themselves so that they can live a limitless life with ease. I'm here to show you how to create the life of your dreams and powerfully step into your full potential, and of course, live fiercely. So let's get started. Welcome back to the Living in Fierce Alignment podcast. My name is Kayla, and today I'm interviewing one of my dear friends and really like soul sister, I think. Her name is Wendy, and she's an intuitive energy alchemist. And we met through the human design program that we're currently doing right now, Sacred Success Coaching certification. We absolutely love the program. It's nine months long. And so we just connected through Instagram and started chatting. And I just really connected with her over, you know, intuition and spirituality. And we've had like really beautiful conversations. And so I decided to invite Wendy on. So Wendy, I would love if you can share a little bit more about yourself, and then we're just going to dive into our conversation together. Perfect. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me first and foremost. Yeah, like you said, we met through our certification program that we're going through with Eden Carpenter in human design. And throughout the process, I've always just felt like every time you come on, every time you have something to share or you ask a question, it's so genuine and heartfelt and just filled with gratitude. I feel like there's so such a big part of you that's just grateful for absolutely everything. And you can't help to be magnetically drawn to people like that, people like you. And throughout the process, I know you've been transitioning. You've been going from having contracts to kind of like now living, you know, the dream of, of going out and solely focusing on your online business. And as many people walking that walk, you go through, you know, things where you worry and you fear and you have uncertainty. And so I just felt the need to, to reach out even more. I think it's divine, right? When you have sort of that, like, oh, I think maybe it's okay if I kind of give some insight. And we just started connecting on that level and kind of having a lot of banter and conversations online. And I think it's just been really amazing to have you in my life. That was so nice of you, baby. Oh my god! I was like listening over here, like Kayla, you're gonna start crying. Like, good thing you're on mute. <laughs> oh, I'm honestly so grateful. Like, I think the more the more that I've leaned into my business and spirituality and really going after what I want, like I've manifested the most amazing people into my life. And like, you're one of those people, you know. Like, you've seen me cry on calls and just be like fucking real about what I'm dealing with and I'm just like yeah you're so right I'm literally just so grateful so I'm really excited to dive into this conversation and just expand more about intuition and you know and other things as well but one thing that I really love about Wendy is so we've we have these group chats in our program and there's just so many times Wendy would show up into these group chats and she would ask the most like profound questions where I just my brain would like combobulate and just like melt into mush and be like, how, how does she even think of this? And it was just, it was just so inspiring. Like the depth that she goes to when she contemplates and and talks about things with human design or gene keys or intuition and spirituality. And so I'm really excited to dive into this specifically today. And the first thing I really want to get into is how did you really connect and really first discover, you know, your intuition? Because this is, 
I guess it's, I don't want to say it's a buzzword, but it's definitely something that people are like seeking and they want, but they don't trust it, which is kind of ironic, right? So I would really love for you to share like how you started your spiritual journey and really started connecting with yourself and your gifts as well. Yeah, I, I agree. It is one of those things that as more as we're transitioning, right? As the earth is transitioning, as society is transitioning, more and more people are like, okay, intuition is not just something that my mom talked about as like a wives tale kind of thing, trust your gut or whatever. Now it's like, oh, this is a legit thing. So for me, I actually come from a very heavily science background. So I went to school, I, I went to school to be a nurse and then I went back and I became a nurse anesthetist and everything is science. Everything is math. It, it, it typically is all that way within the healthcare field, not woo at all like no way. Uh, my mom as a kid was always like really into psychics and all of this stuff. And I was like, Oh my God, she's crazy. She's loony. Absolutely. Loony. Like that's how I identified with it. I also wasn't religious. I didn't know what to think. I honestly did not know what to think. Now I first got into online business back in 2016, when a colleague of mine introduced me to network marketing. I know a lot of people come into online business space through that medium, and if you really go back, you'll find out that as a kid, I always had these gifts. I just didn't recognize what they were. I was super creative. I would sit for hours and hours and hours and just create these movies in my mind with my eyes wide open. And I wouldn't talk. And I would just like, it was my favorite place to be. And I would write novels and just everything was creative. My mom and dad were typical parents that were like, Wendy, you can't do anything creative. You have to go to college. You have to get a like real job. You have to do something where you're going to make real money and you have to do something that's really respectable. And so from a young age, I learned that I had to fit my life into this quote unquote box. And so I thought as I went to school, I got to fit into this box. I've always got to like walk this line. And I dissociated myself from that part of me that was absolutely science and math. Are you kidding me? And that, and instead that was the direction I went. So when I first got introduced, I had been trying to get out of this box that I felt like I had put myself in because I was living up to other people's expectations of who I was supposed to be. And I fell in love with the notion that if I didn't feel like there was a box that existed, I could create my own. And so my time in network marketing was actually really short-lived because if you know anything about me, you know, I am very deep. I'm very like, oh, there's gotta be a better way. Oh, there's gotta be something like I can, I can make this better. Like I'm always searching for that. But it was the thing that first introduced me to this idea. So I started kind of, uh, after that, I went into online marketing. I actually opened up a digital agency and I scaled it really fast, like overnight fast, kind of fast. And here's what I realized. I hated it. I absolutely hated it because like most people, I was living under this idealism that as soon as I make X amount of money, as soon as I get X amount of clients, as soon as whatever you insert here happens, then I'll have time, then I'll be happy, then I'll be free. But what I found was I had just exchanged one job for another and I had less time and I had less freedom. 
So at this time, I'm still, right? I'm uncertain. I don't know what's going to happen with the business. So I'm still working in anesthesia and I have this job and I'm burning the candle at both ends. I'm checked out in anesthesia. I'm kind of also checked out in marketing, but I am burning the candle at both ends. I am, don't have time for my family. I don't have time to pay attention to my health. I don't have time to eat well. And I woke up in January of about three years ago with right-sided weakness. I went into the hospital code stroke. I came out with right-sided weakness and I realized I couldn't work in anesthesia. Can't do your job unless you're hundred percent because when things go wrong, they go wrong fast and you have to be able to move. So I'm at this crossroads. I hate my business and I can no longer do my job. I'm the breadwinner. What the hell am I going to do? And for the first time in my life, I said, I'm, I put my hands in the air and it's like, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. I can't be this person anymore. I can't live my life like this anymore. All I care about is getting myself happy and healthy. That's it. That's all I care about. And during that time is when I really discovered spirituality because before then I had heard these quotes right? Man, or thing, people talking about manifestation or people talking about all of these things, but I only heard them. I didn't actually absorb any of the information. I didn't understand what it really meant. And so I, I started to consume. I started to dive deeper as I always do. I started to meditate. And from day one meditating, I started having the visions, the visions I used to have as a kid, they started coming back and I was going deeper and I started to recognize, holy crap, I feel like I'm in another world, like I'm here right now, but that doesn't make sense because I'm still on planet earth. I'm like, my body's still here, even though I can't feel my body. And I started to realize this was the interdimensional travel. I started to hear the voices. I started to get woken up in the middle of the night. Like people would be like, Wendy, wake up. And I'd wake up and there's nobody there. I started to consume. I started to read. I started to take courses. And for the first time in my life, that was when this void, this box that I've been trying to get out of to fill with something else that made me feel whole, the void didn't feel like the void anymore. It just felt like life was on purpose. And so that kind of began the very long ever evolving journey of spirituality and, and unlocking my gifts was during that incredibly drastic fall to reality. That's such a beautiful story. And I'm just like sitting here listening to you. And I thought this is so, it's so relatable in the sense that, you know, you're, you're six, two as well. Right. And, yes. you know, Manny, Jen, do you have sacral or emotional authority? Emotional. Okay. So I'm a six, two sacral generator. Wendy is a six, two emotional Manny, Manny, Jen. And it's interesting because this, I can totally relate to this 
you know, this trial and error, like doing different jobs, like swapping one for another, like that was literally the first 29 years of my life. It was just like nonstop, you know, of doing that and the frustration, like it's just unbelievable. And it's crazy because this isn't the first time where I've heard a story of like someone literally just hitting like absolute rock bottom. And that's when they discovered, you know, their spiritual gifts. And that is like what got them out. And I think it's crazy. I think it's the universe is like, all right, what extreme are we going to get to before you actually listen to what the fuck I'm trying to say? Right? Yes. Yes. And and so just hearing that, like, it's, it's so interesting, because that's like, kind of what happened to me too, but not in a, in, you know, as an intense way as like, actually physically experiencing, you know, pain and so on. But to the point of like, where I was just helpless, like, I was like, I'm so done with doing jobs and work that don't light me up like I can't I can't just like live the rest of my life being frustrated right which is like the not self theme of a generator and and that's again I that's when I got into to spirituality and meditation and it was so funny because when you talked about how you know you'd heard about these quotes and manifestation but you didn't really get it and I've totally been there because I read the secret back in 2012 I read the whole book in one sitting. I crushed it in like six hours. Like I was just all day reading in bed, couldn't stop, but it didn't actually register. And I didn't really get into manifestation until like seven years later. So it's so interesting how, you know, these little bits and pieces, like you've had your childhood and like these visions and this connection to source and everything was like already there. And I think that's the beautiful part about intuition is that it's not, you don't have to get to get to a point of this drastic fall or or, you know, major events in your life, like it's, it's always been there. And I've always heard people when they share about tapping into their intuition and getting into spirituality, it was like a, a second time remembering when they like actually yes. got into it. They're like, oh yeah, I remember when I was a kid, this is how I felt or that I was having these dreams or connecting with guides or with spirits and so on. You know what I mean? So it's like so interesting. I see this theme. So I'm telling yeah. listeners right now, like listen to literally listen to your intuition. If you're like, Oh my God, I've totally had these moments as a child. Like it's, it's, it's in you. It's not just some people that have this access, you know? Very true. It's life. Life gets in the way. Life gets in the way. What we other people think about us get in the way, what we believe we're supposed to be doing. Like it's, it's like anything. It's like, like the conditioning we talk about in human design or the limiting beliefs that people talk about. These are the things that keep us disconnected. And we're always looking for something out there. Like when we change jobs, you know, when all of us, a lot of six twos, when you're changing jobs constantly, it's because you're seeking something outside of you that's going to like make you feel whole. So you stop feeling depressed and anxious and having eating disorders and drinking and all the things that we do, right? As this crazy roller coaster. Yeah. And then one day you just realize it's not out there. It's never going to be out there. Yeah. And you know, what's so cool is that what you're sharing right now. So right now in level three of our program, we're getting into gene keys and it's really about, you know, for every gene key. So the gene keys also play from the numbers in your centers. When you look at your body graph in the human design chart, and it's really beautiful because there's three expressions of each gate or each gene key. And there's, there's a shadow gift and then the city. And it's like, when we contemplate the energies of the gene keys, it's really about holistically embracing all of it the shadow is a gift in the city and it's so funny because what I realized is that people who are very intuitively connected have like really embraced like the rock bottoms of their life like the trial and errors the tribulations all of that and that it's it's 
It's the holistic acceptance of all of that that actually allows you to connect to your intuition. It's almost like Mm -hmm. it's the same thing of like, you know, the expressions of the gene keys, the contemplation, you can literally apply that to your human experience. Like when you realize that like all of the quote failures, all the trips and falls and challenges are like you experiencing the shadows to give you the strength to get into the next level of actually tapping into what it is that you want. And so I think that's like, I don't know, I was just like listening to you and I was like, oh my God, this is totally just divinely coming into my head right now that that's really it. It's about, it's about accepting that. Like, I'm not going to look back at my past and be like, I hate all 22 of the jobs. (laughs) I'm not even exaggerating that I had from 2004 up until 2019. Like, I'm not going to hate every single job. It's like, wow, every single job showed me what I don't want. And I'm so grateful because now I know what I do want. Right. It's about that acceptance, which is like so powerful and beautiful. So I actually had, so it's so funny. You're talking about this. I did a post on my Instagram. I don't know, maybe a couple of weeks ago. And I was talking about the change from the line five to the line six. And I had somebody ask me on Facebook, like, how do you know, like they were talking about how do I get into alignment? I feel really out of alignment, all of this stuff. And my question to them was, how do you know you're not aligned? There, to me, as a line six, where it deviates from the five, is I recognize there is no such thing as alignment. Because whether you're quote unquote on the path or off the path, it's on purpose. How do you know that the trip, you know, the trials, the tribulations, the frustration, all of these hurdles you're going through aren't in alignment because they're on purpose. You're here to experience what it is to struggle and you're here to experience what it's like not to struggle. So the path, you're always on it. The question is, how are you perceiving the path? That is alignment. So, and I think what's very interesting as you move to this line six, line five goes, and I wrote that, I actually put this out there. I said, the line five says, this is what alignment looks like. And the line six says, aha, but there's no such thing as alignment. Oh my gosh. I literally got chills because I, the part when you were like, whether you're in alignment or out of alignment, you're on the path or off the path, like it's on purpose. And if something is on purpose, then it is an alignment. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. I was literally (laughs) on mute, like watching Wendy on video. And I was like doing like, you know, the little explodey head emoji thing. I was like, (laughs) like my mind is blown right now. It just, it just makes so much sense. But then the thing is, when you realize that, when you realize that everything is on purpose and that everything gets to be in alignment, it comes back to the part where you get to just wholly accept everything. Yes. Right? Yes. It's, it's, it's all meant for you. And then I had this thought, which is so interesting. I had this thought. I was talking to my son this morning. My son is a projector and he's a three, five splenic projector. And he was giving my daughter advice, which usually doesn't go well, usually does not go very well. And I'm always reminding him, Cameron, did Chelsea invite you to share your advice? And he gets really upset. He gets really emotional. He's like, you don't understand. I'm just trying to help her. And I'm like, I know, I get it. I I know I get it. And I'm so loving with him and so guiding with him and a little bit more harsh on my daughter. Now, here's what I truly intuitively believe. 
And actually I had a conversation with my guides about this several years ago where I said, can I take all the pain from my kids? Can I take it all on? All I want is for them to have a happy, healthy life. And what their response was, Wendy, you cannot change. You cannot intercede with what somebody else's soul wants. This is the life they signed up for. So here's, here's the interesting part of this, this alignment and this accepting everything is as I'm having this conversation with him and I'm talking about him loving himself and understanding that when he gives advice, the other person may or may not be ready for it. And they're not ready for it because emotionally there might be something there they're not ready to deal with. There's something in them that needs to be healed. So anytime you trigger someone, you upset someone, doesn't mean anything about you. It means everything about the other person. There's something in them. And so I try to tell him this. And as I'm doing it, I'm thinking about the fact that this is what Cameron's soul wanted. He wanted to be guided. He wanted to be nurtured. He wanted to truly understand. Whereas my daughter, who reminds me a lot of myself when I'm younger, when I was younger, she chose to probably have a more challenging childhood because it provided an opportunity for her to struggle and to learn the lessons she's going to learn, which are completely different than the ones my son wants to learn. So what I want you to understand is every person you come across is only playing a role in your life that you wanted them to play. They're playing a role. So when you have a parent that you're like, oh my God, you were terrible. You were this, you were that. They're playing a role. When you have a friend that, you know, was amazing or awful, they're playing a role. Everyone is playing a role so that they serve the purpose that your soul wanted them to serve, to deliver the lessons you're here to learn in this life. And while the universe is, you know, constantly changing and shifting and moving, that will never change. The path you chose will never change. So embrace it. Stop saying, why is this happening to me? And think of what am I, what am I going to learn from this? Because it's what you came here. This is what your soul wanted. I think that's such a beautiful reminder. And it's funny because I'm smiling because I definitely... I had a challenging childhood. My parents separated when I was three. My dad and my ex-stepmom, you know, there was like alcoholism, there was mental, emotional abuse. And then I had the life of like very stable, loving, you know, my mom, my stepdad, my sister. So I had this very bipolar experience growing up and it was really hard, but it's so interesting because now that I'm 31 and I look back at my life from, especially in particular from the age of seven to 15, I can really see the lessons and the strength and the emotional intelligence that I gained from that eight years of my life when I was really going through a lot of shit is actually what allows me to have this capacity and this compassion as a coach. Like there's literally, like I can just see it. Like I can look back at my life and see all the things and all the lessons I've learned and just been like, this makes sense. This completely makes sense. And even sometimes when, I mean, it's easier to look back at something that happened like 16 years ago and be like, oh, that makes sense. But let's say something happened two weeks ago and it was like really fucking stressful. Like there's been times where I've been like, 
I've been sitting in the, in the shit and I've been like, what, like, what is the universe trying to teach me right now? Like, what is, what is the lesson? And I'm, and it's almost like, I'm like really reaching to look for the lesson because then it gives a sense of purpose and completion for that experience. And then it's like, oh, I understand now. And then you get, you get to really experience this level of compassion, you know? And you know, it's so funny. I literally just realized the way that I'm sharing right now is my conscious son is gate 36, which is the gate of crisis. And the shadow is like turbulence and the, the city is compassion. That is like the essence of my life. That is so funny. It's freaking perfect. Yeah. So on yeah. point, and that's the thing, right? As it's so conscious that it's almost subconscious. We could go into conversations on that all day, but yeah. Yeah, that is so, that's so funny. Cause I knew, it's funny. I knew about my gate 36, but as I was sharing, I was like, Kayla, you've been through like so much emotional turbulence in your life. And like gate 36 is in the emotional solar plexus. And here I am like sharing about how I've like come from turbulence into compassion. I'm like, mm, literally fulfilling my purpose right now of sharing this way. That is so funny. Oh my gosh. So you, you know, what's really interesting that I've noticed recently a lot of times, and I don't know, cause I haven't analyzed like gazillions of human design charts, but a lot of charts I've looked at recently and paid attention, your sun conscious, unconscious, your earth conscious, unconscious are usually in your undefined gates or your undefined centers. Yes. You just mentioned your solar plexus, which is undefined for you, right? Yeah. And that's because that's in the open centers. That's where we're here to be open to sharing and other people's under, you know, open centers are where they are open to receiving. And since yeah. that's your son, it would make sense. Yeah. And you're in an undefined center. Yeah, it's true. Cause I think my unconscious son, if I'm not mistaken, is six and that is your solar also in the, yeah, which is undefined. Mm-hmm. But the, the, my 36 is a conscious hanging gate, obviously. Cause it's a conscious. Yeah. 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 But like, yeah. But the no, center so is, is, undefined. is undefined. Like I know mine. So my um, conscious son is altruism gate 27. And then my unconscious son is 19, which is in my root. They're all undefined, like undefined centers for me. So interesting. I'm going to have to like go and look. I have a handful of charts I can look at after this podcast episode. And I'm going to look at this and contemplate like, why? What does this mean? <laughs> right, right. Yeah. I. And again, I don't know if this is like a hundred percent rule, but it is something I've been noticing. So it is, I mean, I'm curious too. So cool. Oh my gosh. Oh, that's <laughs> the thing when it comes to like human design and gene keys, like you could talk to anyone who knows anything about these subjects and you can just go down a rabbit hole. Like you're never going to have the same conversation twice. It's basically how it's going to go to be completely honest. That's what I've noticed since I've really gotten into this work. <laughs> well, yeah. And then as you dive deeper, right beyond the gate, beyond the line, you start going into colors and tones and bases, like you can get insanely deep. And that's why no two people, regardless if you have the identical chart are anywhere near the same. You're so different. Yeah. On purpose. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes. So I would love to dive in a little bit more. Like let's kind of scale back a little bit. When you really started tapping into your intuitive gifts and getting connected to them, like what, 
what else? Because I know that you've like shared with me how you connect with guides and you can see, you know, the higher selves of others. And like, I would love if you could share more about that because I find this so, you know, enthralling. Like, I just want to learn more and I just love it when you share with me about it. So, yeah. Yes. I mean, I think it's all about what you're open to receiving. And here's the other part of it. The more conditioned you are and and in the, the work, the energy work I do, it's not just about this lifetime. We're all energetically holding on to wounds and emotions and karma from previous lives. It's all kind of just here in this energy that we're, we're working with. And so the more conditioned it is, the more kind of junk you have in your energy field, the less you're able to hold the energy that comes along with being a little bit more in touch with your intuitive gifts. And, and here's the thing, everybody has them. Not everybody necessarily came here like, this is what I wanna do. This is the work I wanna do, but everybody has it. And chances are, it's like me where you just think it's normal. You don't realize it's something special. And you're just like, that's normal. I used to get visions all the time. And I just thought like, oh, that's normal. Everybody gets those. And I didn't understand. I didn't know that was different. And so as you do the work and you continue to pick up on things, let's say you pick up on something small, like you feel like you're hearing a voice in your head that's not yours. So when I'm talking to my higher self, even when I'm talking to somebody else's higher self, it sounds like my voice is responding, but not using my language. So it's not like I hear a man's voice or it's not like I hear, I don't hear Kayla's voice, right? But I do hear a conversation that I'm on one half of it and somebody else is on the other half of it. And they're giving responses I would not give. So maybe you start to notice that maybe you're meditating and you're starting to notice you feel a lot of energy in your body. You're noticing that you are watching things like a movie. Maybe you have, and here's the thing, we could tie this back to human design. If you guys didn't know, if you look under your cognition, this is considered your super sense. So for example, it's funny that I do energy or on purpose because my super sense is touch and touch is all about moving energy. So it's, it's so interesting how these things start to evolve. So let's say you pick up on something, you notice something and you can ask, by the way, if you're like, I really want to be more intuitive, you open your third eye. How do I open my third eye? You meditate, you connect. You meditate, you connect, and you ask, you know, God, angels, universe, I desire to learn to trust myself more. I am willing to be guided. I am ready to be guided. I want to do my part. What would you have me do? Things will start to show up in your life. You may not know that they're divine, but again, everything is divine. So you have to become more aware, kind of like when people, I used to teach this course where I would say, ask for a sign. 
And then people will be like, oh, I asked for a sign and then I forgot to look for it. And I'm like, well, they were probably giving you signs 20 times a day. And they're like, this, this person doesn't pay attention. You have to pay attention. So open your third eye, ask for guidance, start paying attention to the guidance you asked for, and then work on deconditioning your body so you can hold more of the gifts as they come, whatever it is you want. Because if you're like, here's the thing, this is why it's really important that you're always cleaning your energy so that you can hold whatever it is that you desire to hold and be open to it. Something my guides always tell me is, Wendy, allow. Wendy, allow. And then you're fighting it. The answer is this. No, 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 no. The answer is not that. That's not what I wanted. I don't want to hear that. That's not it. Nope, nope, nope. Don't trust it. Don't trust it. Don't trust it. Wendy, you asked. Now allow. Let it come through. So it's kind of like when, when, you know, we talk about in human design, trusting your inner authority. It may not give you the answer you want, but it's the correct answer. It's the same thing. So in a nutshell, I mean, that's pretty much how you start kind of like trying to figure out what your gifts are or what you can connect with. It's not like an overnight process and be super honest. As you clear out that junk, that a lot of that junk is I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy. Disappointment fear, anger, those things cloud like anything. This is why we say the emotional authority kind of rolls over everything else because those emotions cloud your ability to see. So as a sacral being myself, as an emotional authority, my sacral is still giving me the answer, but if my emotions are in the way, I can't see it. And that's why I have to ride the wave. Same thing. If you've got a bunch of junk in your energetic field clouding the way, it's hard to see what's really presenting itself. So there's a lot there kind of that you can unwrap. No, I think everything you just shared was, was so, was so perfect. And it's so funny because when you were sharing about how your guides are like, Wendy, allow, you know, Wendy, allow. And the common thing that I hear for me when I'm in a meditation or I'm in a space of inquiry and like I am asking, let's say my higher self or tapping into my intuition it's literally always, Kayla, trust yourself. <laughs> Kayla, trust yourself. And I'm laughing because even that, like when we've had intuitive conversations and you've shared like what you were feeling energetically for me, you're like, Kayla, like you need to trust yourself. Like this is literally my, my fucking mantra in my life is like all the time. The, the guidance that I get is like, Kayla, trust yourself. Cause I'm always like, you know, feeling insecure or just like need a sign or, you know, really am seeking that external support or validation. And the funny thing is what I notice is that I think it's, it's also my unconscious two line where, you know, the, the two line is really about being the natural and like having this wisdom and picking things up like unknowingly, but then also, especially when it's unconscious, it needs to be called out like, oh, you actually do have this wisdom. You know what I mean? So it's so interesting to see my profile play out so strongly. And then I understand it. And I, I, it's funny because I can feel it. Like when I'm with, you know, my, my soul sisters in the entrepreneurial space where we're supporting each other and they're really seeing me, like I feel so seen. I'm like, okay, yes, I have the wisdom. And then I like, and then I kind of wake up and I'm like, 
okay, I'm literally playing my role in human design right now. <laughs> like the six, two line, like this all makes sense. This is on purpose. Again, coming back to like the on purpose, right? Which is just so good. <laughs> I know. What's his, I can't think of his name right now. He's so big though. And he has a podcast that's, that's titled on purpose. He used to be a monk. Do you know who I'm talking about? Oh my gosh. No, I don't. Okay. I can't think of his name right now. But it's so funny because every time I, I think of on purpose, I'm like, God, that guy got such a good title. Like it's so, it's so perfect. And, uh, I'm like, I wish I, I wish I had stolen that before he did. I feel like that, like really earlier on in our conversation, when you were talking about the alignment and out of alignment, how it's all on purpose, I just really felt a weight, like lift off my shoulders. And I was like, you know what? And literally you could just apply that lens to anything. Like whether you're doing a launch in business, whether you're, you know, having a conversation with someone special in your life and it goes sideways, like whether you're looking to make more money or pay off debt and it's not going how you planned, like the whole thing is on purpose. And it's kind of like, it kind of gives, helps me give up the lens of like, oh, this, this is fucked up. Like, you know, this is going to be really hard. This is going to be really bad. Like, oh my God, fear, fear, fear. You know what I mean? Like red alert, like get out, abandon ship kind of thing. And it's like, okay, this is on purpose. What's the lesson? Like, how can I absorb this? And I just think, I think that's like the most powerful. That's like definitely the most powerful thing that we've talked about so far in our conversation. Like, I've just really loved that. I just wanted to like re-highlight, double underline that part of our conversation because it's so true. It's so true. It's very true. I actually, it's so funny you're saying that because I went on live on Instagram today and I talked about a new masterclass I have coming up that's called Fearless because it is around this exact topic. Like you were just sitting there saying like, you know, oh my God, this is so screwed up. It's messed up. I shouldn't do it. Abort, mission abort, mission abort. Like I told the story about how I had this, I was meditating. This was probably a couple of months ago. And a lot of times my guides will come up in my meditation because I'll just talk to them. And they, my, one of my guides, her name is Maya. She's the one I communicate with the most. She showed me this cave and it was like this really rocky cave to where I'm at the top of it. And I, I look over, you can't really see the bottom because it's really, really freaking far down. And, and it's like, the rocks are kind of like shifting all over the place to where there's not a clear jump down. And I looked over and I said, you want me to jump? And she was like, yes, you're going to jump. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to jump. I'm going to do, I'm going to so do, I'm going to so do this. And I walk over and I'm like, oh, I'm going to front flip. I used to be a gymnast. So I was like, I'm going to do a front tuck off of this thing. And then I stopped because all of a sudden I had this vision of me hitting my head. And I was like, oh wait, no, 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 no. I shouldn't do that. Right. I shouldn't do that. And she's like, shouldn't do what? I'm like, I shouldn't front tuck because I could hit my head. And she was like, you could hit your head. And I'm like, yeah, I could. And she was like, so you're focusing on something that hasn't happened yet. In the world of infinite possibilities, you could hit your head. So as opposed to just jumping and having fun and doing it with flair and excitement, you're, you, you're just gonna what, jump straight down? I was like, well, I was actually thinking I could just like climb the rocks down. <laughs> and she was like, so you're not even gonna jump. You're just gonna like climb the rocks down. And I was like, well, that seems a lot safer. And, and she goes, so you don't think you're going to be afraid. What happens if you're climbing the rocks down, Wendy, and your foot slips or your hand slips, or there's nowhere for you to actually climb? And I'm like, yeah, that's going to really suck. 
And so here's what's happening, right? In my mind, I'm starting to backtrack and backtrack and backtrack. I'm like, oh, that's a bad idea. That's a bad idea. That's a bad idea. No, I shouldn't do this. Maybe I shouldn't jump. This is what we all do. We all talk ourselves. We're like, oh, I'm going to front flip. I'm going to do it fun. And then it's like, no, I'm not going to flip. No, I'm not going to jump. I'm going to scale. No, I'm not going to do that. And you just start talking yourself out of all of the stuff. And she said, Wendy, let's say you do do a front flip. Let's say you hit your head. Are you going to get it? I said, well, that would probably hurt. She goes, yeah, it probably will. And she goes, are you going to climb back up and jump down again? And I was like, hell no. Why would I do that? I just hit my head. Clearly it's dangerous and I should not be jumping down this cave. And she kind of stopped and she said, Wendy, just because you hit your head doesn't mean you don't climb up and flip again. It means you don't flip like that. Maybe you need to, as opposed to going to the left, you go to the right. Maybe as opposed to jumping high up, you push yourself more out. The purpose of the jump with flair is that the only time that exists is here and now. So if we're always fearing the next moment, we'll never live this moment. If we're always fearing the outcome will be something that we don't desire, then we won't jump at all. But everything you want is down there. It's not up here. So why would you want to scale the rocks and take your time? Why would you want to be anxious and fearful? Just jump. And if you hit your head, you'll learn the lesson. So I love to think about this when it comes to our business or our life. We're all talking ourselves out of living this moment for fear of what the next one will bring. We're all fearful of living full out because what if it hurts? What if it sucks? What if it doesn't work? What if I don't get the outcome I want? And at the end of the day, all we have is here and now. So do it now the way you want to do it. Do it with flair, do it with fun. And if you hit your head, then you just know it doesn't mean don't flip. Don't ever do that again. It means do it differently. It was just another lesson. So as you were talking about, right? Like people, we all talk ourselves out of things. We're all afraid, abandon ship. No, I can't do it. You're gonna always walk with fear in your life. It'll always be there. It'll never go away. No matter what goal you achieve, no matter what level you hit, there's gonna be another level, another goal, and you're gonna be scared shitless. But can you hold the fear? Can you hold the fear? Can you walk with fear and still live life full out? that is the challenge what you just shared was so beautiful and obviously you know you know and I like completely transparently shared on my podcast channel too just me leaving my full-time job and moving to like 10 hours a week which is just not even you know that's not a livable wage at all right but it's just that change in me jumping like definitely the last month was like me literally having that conversation that you just described in this story was just this back and forth like oh but what if this what if that and I think the most beautiful thing that you said was really like when we're so focused on the next thing like we miss our we miss the present moment you know what I mean and the way that you said it was way more fluid than what I just spat out of my mouth but like it's so true because you know let's say let's just backtrack 
So it was really in March for me where I gave my notice and I was like, hey, like I'm not going to renew this full-time contract in September. Like I'm going to go full-time. And it was so interesting because, you know, over the months I was increasing my income, my income, my income in the coaching business. And then literally two months before it like drastically dropped. And I was like, who the fuck am I to quit my job two months from now when I'm like barely making an income? Like this is ridiculous, right? But the thing is, like you said, jump in. And I was like, really like, okay, what's the worst case scenario? Kayla, like, oh, you go and you get another job. Like, is that really the worst case scenario? You know what I mean? Or like, oh, you accumulate more debt. That's really just you investing in your business because you're just like nurturing it the best you can. And so I really started looking from that lens, but like not to discredit the experience of fear. Like so many times I was crying. So many times I lost sleep. So many times I was not present and, and just was missing out on the present moment because I was focused on what am I going to do if in two months from now, this doesn't work. Right. And it's just so much, it's so much energy wasted. Like, I just think about how exhausting this month of September was for me being in that energy. Right. But the thing is like, it's, again, it's all, it's all on purpose because through that I was learning to be you know, despite being fearful, like I was being fearless in the sense of just moving forward and just like, okay, I am just going to jump into this cave now and really trust. And one of the biggest things that I've actually been telling myself, and I was saying this to my boyfriend yesterday, because he was asking me, he's like, but like, what if, like, what if it doesn't work? Like, are you gonna, are you gonna get another job? And I was like, oh my God, like why? Like, and I was getting frustrated. I was like, that is not like, I don't want to put my energy into thinking about that. And he's like, no, but like, what would you like, you're going to get another job, right? And I was like, oh, we'll get another job. And I like, literally, I told him, I was like, I'm literally just saying that to make you happy. But like, I'm literally not entertaining that thought whatsoever. But what I said to him was that I, I honestly believe despite this like fear playing in the background, how, like, how is it possible someone who follows their heart and really puts himself into what it is that they want, like what really lights their soul up, like how is it humanly and like divinely possible that that person can fail? Like that's just, it's just not, it doesn't, it logically, ironically, literally does not make sense. If you're, if you're living your life on purpose, how the fuck can you fail? You know, of course, when you're doing things you don't want to be doing, it's not going to work out because you're not meant to be doing it. The universe is like, nope. It's exactly why you experience those health complications. It was like, nope, this is not what you're meant to be doing, Wendy. Like that, you know, and then we think, oh no, like that's why I shouldn't have done that because this happened. And it's like, no, actually it's just a redirection is what it is. You know, like when have we really been able to say like, I've lived my life on purpose and I failed. I've never ever heard anyone say that you know I love I first of all I love the fact that you just said that I had seriously chills when you're like how the hell can somebody like follow their heart and fail it's so true there's no way to fail what are your expectations behind what failure looks like that's a whole other piece of it and I truly think Kayla that you have like you can tell talking to you that you want to help people so bad. You're so passionate about this work. And sometimes it's just a matter of, and this is not just with Kayla, this is anybody, this is me, this is everyone. When you manifest something, the energy behind that manifestation 
started a long time ago. The universe doesn't turn on the, on the drop of a dime. There are so many keys in play here. It's been working for a while. So just understand that like things sometimes take time. And then this goes back, you know, this is like, I won't go onto this topic because it could be a whole other episode on just like our, our, um, the way that we relate to time. But I truly feel like you will have the success you want. It's, it's coming. And I love the fact that you're really holding on to the fact that I love this. This lights me up. This makes me so happy. This has to be divine guidance. And that's going to take you so far because I see you. I see you. You're walking with the fear, but you're choosing to hold on to the, what if this works? And that's absolutely magic. That is, it's so true. It is that me holding on to like, what if this works? What if this works? You know what I mean? And I think that it's, it's already, again, like I said, when you look back and then suddenly it makes sense. Like in September, when I was stressed out and I was like panicking about money and I was crying and I was arguing with my boyfriend and like lying on the floor at times in my office. Cause I literally just couldn't handle myself like not even to sound dramatic, like these are things that actually happened. And I just want to be real about it because it's, you know, things look so curated and perfect on Instagram, but they're not or social media in general. But the point is, I just looking back already, I can see like Kayla, this again, back to the 36 conscious son, you go through this insane amount of turbulence emotionally this like gate of crisis, like literally feeling like you're in a crisis, like you're going to die, like you're failing again and again, like patterns, you and I have talked about patterns, but then coming through that and being in the space of compassion, like I know that I'm going to be helping people who are going through that. Like all of these little experiences, all these little times where I feel like I'm literally about to shit my pants and just like embarrassed and crying in front of people is like, I'm going to be able to look back and be like, I get you. I feel you (laughs) like I see you and I know it doesn't make sense right now, but you just have to keep going. And I think that that is, that is so, that's so important. You know, I agree. And I just had this thought that came to me as you were saying that I was like, Kayla, this is it. This is what you should be talking about more and more of this. So like for me, my spleen is undefined. So like talking about things like intuition or fear or or what's healthy for you is the direction I'm going. But for you, I just got like this intuitive hit that it was like, no, no. Navigating the emotional intelligence behind trying to navigate the turbulence of life, huge for you. That totally just gave me chills too. I just... Yeah, like as soon as you said that, my sacral was like, yes, <laughs> this is, <laughs> and like that creepy, like low voice too, like, yes, like when he just gave you a nugget, like straight up. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. I love that. And I there's so that. many people that don't understand because they'll take that, right? Like you just, you like you said, I had times where I'm on the floor and I'm like literally crying, freaking out. Like my body's like, I, I almost physically can't handle this but then you do, you know, now like how to navigate because you've done it so much. 
And so, so many other people are out there are just like, this means I quit. And you're like, no, no, this means you learn. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to show you how. Yes. Oh my gosh. I love this. I always love our conversations. They're so divine. I just know, like we've gone back like lifetimes and lifetimes and lifetimes. <laughs> like, I, I can feel it in my bones for sure. I love it. I do. I, 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 like I said, I, I definitely feel like we connected so on purpose, like everything else on this conversation we've been talking about so on purpose. And I feel like you're going to do magical, magical things. Oh my gosh. And I'm just so excited for you too, because we've talked about this, like both of us going deeper into our business and trusting our intuition. And like, this is why I really wanted this to be the essence of our conversation was like, your intuition is your guidance. Like it's not about reading a book and following a one, two, three step strategy. Like that is a very masculine energy, but the intuition is a very feminine. And like, you really need that, that balance to have that yin and yang to have like a really holistic approach to like living your life on purpose. Yes. And that's hard because I think we're switching the paradigm within our culture to where we've gone from such a masculine based paradigm that people get lost in the, how the heck do I even, you know, embrace the feminine. And so I think as we continue to do that, we're going to see more and more powerful people really rising up as the example as to this is what life looks like when we don't have to work so hard. We don't have to push so hard when the how and the when don't have to be a part of the conversation. We can just trust that it's this or something better. Yes. Oh my gosh. So before we wrap up our conversation today, I just want to ask one last question that I always ask my interviewees. What is a final piece of wisdom that you would like to leave with our listeners? Ooh, okay. So let's go back to what I just said. Trust yourself. Trust that whatever your heart has on it, you know, delivering to you is where you're supposed to be going. Trust that you can't fail and you can only learn. Trust that it will be this or something better. And trust that everything happens in divine timing, which is not human timing, it's divine timing. And so if it hasn't happened yet, it's because you haven't become the version of you who has it. So when you stop focusing on this is what I want and start focusing on who you are, what you want is gonna naturally come. Oh my gosh, so beautiful. I love it. Oh. Can you please tell our listeners where they can connect with you online? And I'll put that in the show notes as well. Yeah. Um, You can go to my Instagram. It's I am Wendy Louise, or you can go to my website, which is wendylouise.net. Perfect. Oh my gosh. I just want to thank you so much for having this conversation with me today. Like I loved it. Like whenever we talk, it like literally nurtures my soul. Like I love (laughs) you so much, Wendy. Uh, The feeling is mutual, Kayla. The feeling is mutual. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, you're so welcome. And I want to thank the listeners today for tuning in. And of course, if you listen to this, share it on social media, tag us. We would love to hear what you got out of it. And of course, if you can like and subscribe and leave a comment and a review, that would be amazing. And I'll chat with you in the next episode.